Spencer, what's up, man? What's up, Mateo? Thanks for having me on, man. All the way from Austin, dude. Glad to have you. Hell yeah, brother. Glad yep. to be here. Absolutely, man. And uh, like you reminded me, man, we spoke many months ago now. It's been a while, but uh, a lot of life in the, since uh, in the interim. So what, what has happened since with you? Dude, a bunch of stuff, man. Growing uh, Freedom Fitness as much as possible, you know, helping men with their health and fitness, moving my business from in-person to online, becoming that man that I've always wanted to be in order to to share this message that we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Um, I know that we spoke about, you know, I just was fresh off a breakup right when that occurred, yeah. dude. And uh, you helped me out a lot with that in terms of that that discussion. And I think that energy since then has fueled me in various aspects in fitness, business, and life, which I'm sure all men can relate to in terms of transmutation of that, right? Absolutely, man. I'm glad to hear that. That uh I always under I can understand because I've lived it like you've lived it. Uh it's very easy to take on that invitation to feel bad about yourself or feel bad about a situation, especially particularly a breakup. But if honestly it's a it's actually a great way to cut certain emotional strings off and like really catapult yourself because um i do believe that uh, that two people together can accomplish a lot more in, than individually but even though you are in that individual moment right now you can still move a whole lot faster by yourself i think it was uh mm. what was it faster alone further together the old african proverb yeah that's right yeah so like so there's true, still, there's still a benefit to being by yourself right now you can do a lot of more things without consulting somebody else on on certain things you can expend your money on certain courses and crazy shit if you want to so <laughs> all, in, to all in talk to the wife <laughs> yeah all in right now honestly like also, also you can also spend all that stuff in the strip club but like you should <laughs> i believe invest in yourself it's such a beautiful time right now to just throw money at yourself and your skills Dude, well said, bro. Yeah. I mean, I think in retrospect, it was really good that it ended in that way, um, in in a way where it was amicable. Mm -hmm. Because, and the reason is, it's not that she was the wrong girl. Maybe she was the right girl. But the, the timing of it was was off, right? Like, the amount of growth that I was able to have in the past four months like now I'm able to bring that to my next relationship in a better way. And I think like, that's the biggest thing for men, I think, and, and anybody, any person is just like, when two healed people come together, like mm -hmm. they're able to have this beautiful relationship. But if one person's like, there's some child trauma and like all this other stuff that we haven't dealt with, then it's like, hey, curse on here. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, cool. <laughs> we I don't know if it was like CNN. No, no, please do, man. Please, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. So, you know, any working through any of the fucking baggage, um, then we can bring ourselves, you know, to the next relationship in a better way. So, um, I think this time alone, I joined Tribe and met you. I met the other guys. Yeah. I think it's it, it was it was meant to be this way in terms of the the journey and the story. Absolutely, man. Growing pains. I think uh, you said a really key word there, like with an amicable breakup, particularly, yeah. which was the same case as mine, where we just both looked at each other, looked at each other, and we had gone through like similar phases before where we like 
talked about breaking up and we just like muscled through it but like this time it was just the end of the road so it was just an amicable breakup no one hurt anybody else you know so with that i believe that it is a particularly mature thing to thank the other person and not look back i have never i haven't i haven't talked to her in almost a year now so it's yeah. we, we were engaged right so like that took a lot of like uh insistence to not reopen that road not to go on that road but i think as you said in an amicable thing as long as no one hurt anybody you should be thanking that person and that time like because they've got you to where you are and i know like a lot of guys don't want to like give themselves flowers but like you also impacted her in her life in a significant way so like you both helped each other out in an amicable breakup you should both like maybe not say it to their face or write it, but like in your conscious, say, thank you. Thank you for that time. I am where I am now because of you. And I think you may have learned something from me. So. It beautifully said, bro. You should have like a podcast or something. Bro. Yeah, doc. <laughs> <laughs> you speak so well, dude. Thanks. Um, yeah. Really well said, man. Really well said. I, I couldn't have said better myself. Um, that, that's, you know, I did the self-development seminar to kind of, try to overcome it because it was something that I was holding on to for, for quite a while. Yeah. And we did something very similar to what you just described, where it's like, it's called a cord cutting ceremony. You ever hear something like this? No. This is it's beautiful meditation. It just takes 10, 15 minutes and anybody listening to this can do it. If there's somebody in your life that, that is, that might even still be in your life. It doesn't have to be somebody that is physically out of your life. But the whole point of it is to cut off ties energetically, any negative ties. Mm. Yeah. And this could be your parent, which is a tough fucking thing to do, yeah. you know, and part of that ceremony is you're in a meditation. You obviously you're, you're present. You go through your chakras, you open up your crown chakra, you have a light that comes and I'm kind of, uh, cliff noting this yeah, yeah you have a <laughs> you have a light that comes from the heavens dude through, through your crown chakra so you're connected to the uh the masculine the heaven mm -hmm. and then you have a cord that comes through your sacral chakra the bottom yeah near near ass and it goes through your <laughs> goes through to the center of the earth which is connecting to the feminine mother earth okay so from from this connected point of view you get super present, you let go. And then what you do is it's so powerful, bro. Cause I was in a room of 500 people doing this, 500 people doing this. It was beautiful because people were crying. People were screaming because people are letting go of people and energies that they've been holding on to for so long. Yeah. So what you do is you call this person's soul in front of your body. You call this person's soul in front of your, your body and you say the words that you said bro like you say like thank you i forgive you i love you and you let them go wow. but yeah dude it's really powerful bro and one of the biggest things is you have to cut the cord right so you take your your right hand and you go ahead and you cut the cord now i, I want to give credit to danny morell this is this is not my meditation danny morell if you want to look him up on instagram this is his but you cut the cord and dude, uh, to be honest, when I was cutting the cord, uh, it took me a while to do it. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? Like, I'm like, 
ah, you know, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to let you go. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, that shows that it's a significant task. It's a heavy task, heavy lift. Mm. That's good, man. That, uh, I, you just reminded me of, um, it's, it, there's a word for it. It's a Hawaiian word. Um, because it was, it's like exactly what you said. Talking about. Like, yeah. Oh, mono pohono or something like that. I it's, love you. Thank you. And I forgive you or something. Yeah. And please forgive yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so powerful, man, because each four of those, like they hit a different story. They open up a different can of worms, but the same person, you're like, please forgive me. Okay. Maybe that didn't hit you the first time, but he repeats it again. Please forgive me. Oh, there was that transgression that one time and we healed really nicely. Please forgive me. Oh, that did happen. And then like you, and then they say, I'm sorry. And then you remember your own transgressions and dude, every, every time they say it and you say it back to them, it's like waves, man. It reopens the entire relationship and it doesn't even have to be like a, um, like a romantic person, romantic relationship. Yeah. Thank you. It it could be one with your father. Like you said, dude, that's, that's a, that's a powerful one. You did it with 500 people. That's crazy. Dude, it was fucking beautiful, man. It was wow. fucking beautiful. Yeah, dude. You should come, bro. There's one on June 1st, the 3rd. Um, yeah, I should have like a code or something. But <laughs> Yeah, man. Ooh, who's it with? I, I did a Tony Robbins event like that. How, how was that, bro? Dude, t- Tony is a different animal. I, I To be fair, I did a digital event. So, like on virtual. During yeah. COVID? Yeah. But still, man, uh, it was incredibly powerful stuff. You know, not many people know this. I actually talked to Tony. Which is crazy. No way, dude. Are you yeah, serious? Yeah, yeah. What? Like before or after the seminar? <laughs> during that, during it, dude. I have a screenshot. So he got some deal with Zoom, like really early on. So he had that cool room with all the Zoom screens. Right. And so, like, he was like, "Who wants to like answer this question, whatever?" And like no me and my way, ex dude. were like waving our hands like crazy. And he brought us on to like millions of people. And he was like, "What, what? are your names, Mateo, whatever?" And like brought us up, and we started talking. It's crazy, man. That's nuts, bro. That's fucking crazy. So how did how did you feel in that moment? Like, do you remember like that experience? Yeah, man. And you know what? Hindsight is twenty twenty. We were doing a uh, unleash the power within. No, we were doing date with destiny. This event, date with destiny. Except like hindsight is twenty twenty. We both came in with different goals for that. Mm. Like me, me and my ex. Like she went in trying to like fix the relationship, and like I went in to like fix my business to like improve like my my uh yeah my business like my my own self like values yeah and it wasn't until that day where we actually spoke to tony which was relationship day that we realized that the first two days we were doing all the exercises completely focused on different things different objectives so we're like oh had a little argument there about that but it was oh, um, so you didn't so you two didn't know that you were having these different ideas. exactly we were having this whole different thing because in my mind i i felt like i could uh salvage the relationship through this one avenue through the business avenue right and she thought she could that we would salvage this through directly through the relationship avenue so it's just like a miscommunication thing but uh to answer your question about the masculine and feminine yeah it really is dude and that you know what let, let's let's tap into this because this is what I probably one of the biggest nuggets I got out of that whole event was the whole uh, dynamics relationship dynamics the masculine feminine and it's not particularly male or female mm-hmm. because I have really good friends who have like feminine energy and then sure. they just attract a certain girl that has a masculine energy and the key is though that you want to have it like polarized like right. you want the negative 
that's in you over there. So mm -hmm. what's really cool, what Tony was talking about is that like a lot of people don't do the homework to find out what they really are, what pole they really are. And so they mm -hmm. wear a mask and they mm -hmm. think that mask is who they really are. So the classic example is like um, a girl whose dad is terrified of what dudes will do to her. So he tells her, you don't need no man. You need to be a hyper masculine. You need to do this. Never ask for yeah. anything. And so she yeah. might have a very feminine heart and wants to be nurturing, wants to like build things like, uh, like uh, take care of things. Yeah. But she has this uh, masculine mask that when she gets into a relationship with an actual masculine person, there's conflict there, or she attracts an actual feminine dude and there's there's clashing there because they're not a match. So she, it's a lose lose. But uh, dude, that whole concept was amazing. That's beautiful, bro. Holy shit. The masculine feminine dynamic is really interesting. And that was something that was touched upon too in the, the self development seminar. Yeah. A little bit different perspective. I, I agree with you in, in a lot of ways there. I think that. It goes both ways for men and women, right? The women who wear the rock hard mask of like, like you said, like, I don't need no man. It's, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. But like, does that make somebody happy? Does that make somebody happy? And the same with the man who is like, even like the, the, the hyper masculinity, the ego, like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't need to connect, et cetera. Does that make somebody happy? And I don't think it does, man. I think like mm -hmm. authenticity is the most important thing in any relationship. Right. And like you said, knowing who we are is super important however what i noticed in this weekend bro and i'm still learning right i'm 28 yeah. years old i'm still like maybe i'll change my mind a couple of years but i think that like i think that men are masculine and women are feminine and when we surrender into that it's a beautiful thing because what i noticed in that weekend dude is like the women who like this woman was like i make a million dollars and all that stuff which is fantastic and it's great and women should do that yeah. but she started crying dude she's like i'm like i've never been so unhappy in my entire life mm. i lost myself bro that's 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 the term that she uses that i lost myself and it's like seeing a woman like that just break down and she's like i discovered my feminine this weekend and i think the question is how is that going to show up for her in her life i don't know but it's interesting how those dynamics play into the gender roles a little yeah. bit and how what makes a man happy and a woman happy. And I know like this is kind of controversial, like in a way, like, it's, you know, I'm also like, is it, it's a weird you got the banana shirt. So it's like it lightens <laughs> things up. <laughs> yeah, dude, Andrew Tate should wear the banana shirt, bro. Yeah, dude, people would be like, hold on, he's got some points. <laughs> It's like, I don't agree with him, but dude, he's wearing a banana shirt. So he must be, you know, he must be a silly guy. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I, I think that's so true because, um, and again, like we're using generalizations for a reason is because they apply to the majority of like any statistical pool. Like you sometimes need to do that. But Exactly, um, bro. Yeah. With this particular case with that woman, what I assume, I don't know, but what I would assume, because I have like an avatar of her and I'm connecting with other women I know around her age, mm. is uh, what I found that I think could possibly help if I use this mask theory is um, she would probably be very happy or at least relaxed if she could find a guy who has very strong masculine um, boundaries, let's say, or, or, or lines. 
and she can be freely feminine within those bounds. She just wants to let mm. go, just like right. be yourself, knowing that if like the exterior world or the exterior threat, whatever, is like guarded by this guy, right? So mm. she doesn't have to put up the guards herself, so she can be freely relaxed. Because, mm. and I don't blame modern women, dude. Modern women have it really, really tough because there is an invitation for young men to just be emotional wrecks and not even look at themselves and not understand, not even pursue what are quote unquote masculine objectives, which are discipline, like do hard shit, even if you don't feel like it. So if you give a lot of these generations of young men to just be basically feminine, effeminate, uh, self, self-righteous, very selfish people, like hedonists, then mm. I don't, then of course, as a woman, you look at that and you're like, okay, I need to put on my guards. I need, I need to like make For my sure, money. Bro. I need to make my own money. I need to like protect myself. I need to be hyper masculine because these dudes are super feminine. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Dude. And, and just to piggyback off that as well as like, like we, we can't like both sides. Like again, I think the intent, like there's victims on both sides. Yeah. The, and what's really fucked up is women have to be on guard because our men are fucking up in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like our men are raping women, like at an astonishing rate. It's fucking terrible. Like that should never happen. And it's, it's like, it's a, it's a criminal act. And I think it's a, it's a symptom of a society where we don't have good men where uh, we have good men, but we don't have like a, 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 a pandemic of good men is the is flipped. We have a pandemic of, like you said, men who aren't in their masculine, men who are in their feminine, men who are hedonistic and indulge in, in junk food and particularly porn, which is a yeah. huge one, bro. Porn yeah. is huge. Um, so we can get into that, but basically my point here, man, is like I think it does start with the men in a lot of ways. And I think that we I, I want to create a society and this is what I try to do with my business is create a society of men of like, dude, like, <laughs> you know, we have this amazing society in America. You have everything you can ever want and we take it for granted because we were born into it. But dude, like this is like heaven in so many aspects You can go to Whole Foods and get any fruit or vegetable from any like part of the world, dude, they're like, that's fucking crazy, dude. And like you can access porn that our ancestors haven't seen in a hundred and you know millennia. Yeah. So I think we have access to all these things and it's super important to live the stoic philosophy mm-hmm. and uh, intentionally put ourselves in situations like the gym or uncomfortable situations like asking a girl out in person, not just swiping on Tinder because otherwise we see what happens when we don't. Depression rampant, dude. Porn mm-hmm. addiction. We always feel like shit after porn. I've never, heard of a guy who was like yeah dude like i'm glad i'm so glad i watched porn dude (laughs) yeah like i heard this one funny thing it was like the notion that there's pre-nut confusion and (laughs) post-nut and post-nut clarity implies a mid-nut learning (laughs) (laughs) i think joe biden said that dude yeah yeah (laughs) no but dude it's so scary i love that a, a, a 12-year-old kid today has more access to naked bodies than Alexander the Great did, and he conquered the known world. And a 15-year-old girl has access to mangoes from the Amazon and, like, chocolates from Germany and, like, all this stuff. 
And with so much decisions, there's like an analysis paralysis. You don't know what to do. So it's very easy to just do the the most pop culture thing, which is consumerism and, and hedonism. And you may or may not believe there's like an agenda there to push you a certain direction or whatever. But what is mm-hmm. true is that um, everyone's losing. Like a, 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 by not assuming responsibility for for tough things and i'm not just talking about guys like girls have to do tough things too to be in their full like feminine guys also have to do tough things to be in their full masculine by avoiding those decisions like it's everyone just ends up losing i agree i agree and there's a bunch of different dynamics there too where again like the the feminism movement the postmodern feminism movement i think we're seeing it as well like it doesn't make people it doesn't make women happy and um no it's like like i said i know you know we we spoke in the beginning it's like do we want to talk about religion and uh you know i kind of do because it's like this this is something that you know i'm 28 years old how old are you again 27 27 hell yeah hell yeah bro and i remember we're we're talking about uh us being the same age when we spoke um the uh like in the beginning, I was raised Jewish. I'm like, this is bullshit. I'm like, I don't agree with any of this stuff. It just doesn't make sense. My rabbi told me, she was like, these are just stories. Mm-hmm. And that just maybe impacted me. But long story short, went from there, and Arlen talks about this too, of like the the curve. It's like, yeah. I'm not I'm not religious. This is bullshit. Okay, I'm spiritual or like I maybe I'm e- even atheist. Like there's no God. And I was never at that point. But I was spiritual. I was like, I believe in like, you know, and I still do. I believe in like in the universe and quantum physics. Mm-hmm. But now I see the merits of marriage, waiting until marriage for sex. Yeah. Like things of that nature. A hundred percent. A lot of rules, and I will give credence to like agnostics and critics. A lot of religious rules are rules of sanitation, are rules of like, because before then, you got to remember in the ancient world, most people couldn't read. So these ancient mm. texts were being disseminated from learned people to the masses. Mm. So the average person didn't really clean themselves. They didn't really know what to eat. So like avoiding pork was much easier than to say, hey, make sure you cook your pork all the way through, blah, blah, blah. So I do I do see like it's very easy to point at certain rules and just be like, this is so such great evidence that uh, – religion is just used to control the masses i'm I, to that i say yeah correct they did use that as that as that means too but sure. also we're using parables and stories and all this stuff to teach you lessons that last a very long time and within stories not the stories themselves although some of them could be 100 percent true we don't know but the the more important is the moral the lesson of those stories themselves those are absolute truths so and those are the ones That's- that carry through so when you read a story and when you you're supposed to be able to apply your own situation onto those stories, that's why they're given story format. Because if they're like, if it's just a bullet list, people are gonna be like, okay, exclude this, <laughs> exclude that, exclude this. Yeah, it's like don't have sex, don't don't fuck yeah. before marriage. It's like all bullet lists. It's like all right, exactly. <laughs> but if you give them the story of Job, or the or you give them the story of like Abraham and Isaac. Yep. You can just substitute names and like for situations and people you know, and it makes it so much more powerful. It does. Well, I, I, do, I think a big part of that too is humans love stories. Yeah. We, we love stories, bro. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to memorize a deck of cards. There's this exercise to memorize 52. 
and then you just do it and then like shuffle it you memorize it and then you like give it to someone and then you recite it and the way to memorize that is not some like super crazy skill it's precisely storytelling you have mm. like five different rooms in your house and then you so you just memorize yourself walking through each room and just picking out like certain things i think it's four rooms actually and then like 12 items and then you just memorize each one of them and wait, so wait. Those are I'm, so, I'm so confused dude so you have you have 52 cards and you remember yeah. like the cards what do you mean yeah so so you pick four rooms those will be your suits right okay, and then you I like see. have like 12 items inside each of the rooms and you sure. just memorize which room you're in what item that is and you just memorize that and then uh you basically associate later on when you see the cards okay that room is four that item is five and then you just picture that item in that room and then you just do like basically storytelling throughout the whole 52 thing of, of oh, cards shit. Yeah. And that's how like regular people can memorize fifty two like that's like fifty two cards is storytelling. It's so memorable. It's so that's the crazy, way our, our brain is like formatted is to like remember stories. So yeah, I think dude, I think we forget we forget where we came from, bro. Like yeah. we we were so separated from like our 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 origin story, and our origin story is stories, man. Our origin story is stories, like where we're exactly. around the campfire talking about stories and talking about, you know, legends. And like, for example, I think that the Greeks, like I love Spartan and Greek culture yeah. and the whole, like you ever get into that, like the mythology of, of the Greeks and, and Romans. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful, bro. And it just depicts like this, it's such a fascinating thing, man. Like the ancient people trying to explain certain things through yeah. stories. And very powerful raw emotions too that are just timeless. I was walking through Madrid, Excellent. and in Madrid there's a Gran Via, like the main street. And if yeah. you look, there's Roman architecture everywhere, Roman statues and Roman gods and goddesses. So I was walking with someone, and I told her, "Look up there," and she's like, "What?" And there's a statue of Diana, and she's like a god, and she was like shooting an arrow. Yeah. And and I was like, "Do you know what she's shooting at?" She's like, "No." And I. We walked across the street and saw the other side and there was this guy getting like taken by a phoenix and um and she was like what is that and i was like that's her lover zeus came in saw her a god a goddess like flirting with this um mm. mortal and like right. he he sent a, a a phoenix to take him away and this is the the story of that and the story goes that she shot two arrows missed but one of them did land and she's like, oh, that's cool. And so we walked back over and we were walking. And then I was like, look at the ground. And we look at the ground and they carved the two arrows she had missed into like the sidewalk. So you can just No walk. way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So it was like really cool. If you know your little stories, Crazy. you can use like stories of like jealousy and like love and like you can take your lessons from that. Like pursue love. Sometimes you'll sometimes you'll make it or like don't be a jealous father. You can get whatever story out of that you want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. that's beautiful bro holy shit so the romans carved that they carved those two arrows in there no no this is like i think in the 70s or something but they put the oh. story yeah <laughs> oh shit dude I thought, <laughs> yeah i thought the romans did wait so the fucking so the spaniards did it in the 70s or yeah yeah, yeah. oh gotcha gotcha yeah. okay that's still cool um yeah dude i think our whole life is a story man it's just yeah that's where it is it's emotion yeah. that's overcoming and the hero's journey is a very, very fascinating one. Dude, the hero's journey. You mentioned earlier um, 
how like one of the main things you should do is like a basically an obligation uh if not something just short of that as a man is to extend yourself and get rejected multiple times like that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to feel uncomfortable and uh did you finish all of arlen's course by the way i did not to be honest no it's all it's all the last one the last module he talks about this point exactly he's like the secret of our behavior is hidden in our bodies in our anatomy and i was like oh that, that's really interesting what does he mean so he says as men we have our phalluses right so how we should behave in the in the world is to penetrate basically that's right. our nature to penetrate so in this case penetrate new opportunities when they arise like you see a girl right there you should get in there immediately like yep. just find a way even if you get rejected whatever that's your nature you're supposed to do that why because you should get used to being rejected so that the time it does hit you take full advantage of it and you run with it also it creates a very thick skin both emotionally and like business-wise whatever but also it protects the girl you were talking about rapes mm. earlier. Mm. i think there's nothing more dangerous than a quote nice guy because that's like the most baseline agree, thing dude. in the world. <laughs> it's fucking psychopathic, man. If it's you're, insane. If you're really, yeah, if you really look at it, bro. And listen, I used to be a nice guy. I think oh. many of us have gone through phases. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 so fake, man. It's such a a weird, creepy thing. And yeah, it like continue. I totally agree. No, dude, exactly. It's like borderline predatory because what you're asking for, which is like sex and maybe a relationship with the girl, you're giving her the most baseline thing in the world, which is being a good human, just being right. kind. <laughs> so, like when so when girls so like reject nice guys constantly mm. because they're like, hey, you should like build your wealth, build your physique, do something, get like like work for it they can't take it and then those are the guys who end up becoming like really resentful people early bro and sells or, shit. like just straight up violent you know right school shooters yeah i mean those are always guys who can't get laid exactly incels yeah. incels bro it's a huge problem man and i think uh it's part of the messaging that they're hearing like they're hearing like oh you're good as you are you're you're, you're okay totally. which is Bullshit is not, and I'm not shitting on 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 you for not being okay. You should actually like feel good because that means you can be so much more than what you are. If what someone told me like I feel like I'm I'm doing pretty well, but if someone told me, "Hey, you're doing just fine how you are," I'd be like, "Fuck you! I can do so much more." What are you doing? <laughs> right? Exactly. It's like tell them, like like I need you to push me, man. Fuck you, hundred percent. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Exactly. You're gonna be a good dad, man. You're gonna be a good father because I. I think that's that's what we need in society and, and maybe it starts with the father mm -hmm. maybe it starts with society but we are seeing these aspects that are coming up as symptoms where guys are resenting women because they're not developing the skills necessary to attract a woman they're mm -hmm. they're they're being complacent and not necessarily to their own fault you know it's it's tough you have to really be like a conscious individual Right. in this matrix because it is a matrix dude like yeah. if we're not careful we can really just sleepwalk our way throughout life and there are so many men who do that there are so many men who live lives and you heard that quote of quiet desperation mm -hmm. and so many men commit suicide and it's it's an epidemic man it's like what the fuck? and it, it, it starts it starts with 
putting ourselves in the fire, getting rejected and developing these skills. And that's why I love, I love fitness because I want men to have some sort of tap into the same energy that our ancestors have. Because at the end of the day, we, we are connected to our ancestors in a spiritual and emotional way. Yeah. Literally our, our DNA is like passed down. So unfortunately for me, you know, that's why I might be anxious a lot because <laughs> I'm like, I have the Jewish fucking <laughs> Holocaust <laughs> DNA, dude. I'm like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, you're, you're these good. are your words, dude. These are your words. <laughs> that's not mine. <laughs> you're good. You got the Spanish conquistador fucking oh, DNA. Right. <laughs> Who's going to burn the boats? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, man. So, uh, you know, the fire that the ancestors had in battle, like that really that flame of like, I wonder how many men would do this. And I feel like not like majority of them wouldn't is would you die like for our country? I feel like now a lot, a lot of men wouldn't. But back back in the day, it's like those 300 Spartans, dude. Mm -hmm. I know it's cliche now. But I think that story is just so fucking powerful where they literally knew they were going to die. Like, just imagine, like, I know that my death is here, but I need to do this for my family. I might not be remembered, but that's why I was remembered, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That whole value of self-sacrifice yeah. which ties in with um, self-responsibility is being washed away. And one could argue it's being washed away just by like straight laziness like whatever and people not stepping up to the plate but uh at this giant scale one could argue that it's being done on purpose like with a program like you said it's a matrix where maybe it's not like a people are getting plugged into their central nervous system like in the like in the <laughs> like in the movie but a matrix just assumes is that there's a programmer and there's a programming mechanism going on and the people are just like hogs in a wheel Wheels in the cog or cogs in the machine. And so, <laughs> yeah, I got you. Cogs in the wheel. I guess it would be, yeah, cogs in the wheel. Yeah. And so with cog. with yeah. that, you just have uh, you have two options. You can either just go along with it. You have three options, technically. You can just go along with it and like being like willfully ignorant because you know what's going on, but you just have the cowardice to act. Or you can just be straight up ignorant on, on the programming, on the matrix system. Or you can know what's going on and resist and do something about it those are your three options so yeah yeah and and me and you they were we're we're taking the the fucking red pill man i'm trying dude <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh dude it's it's i it's so scary i have a i just had my my cousin she's here she's three years old she's a little little girl mm. she's awesome I Throw taught her to play a little bit of chess. Well, she nice. she doesn't know how the pieces move yet, but she's just getting comfortable <laughs> with the so board. Cute. But uh, yeah, dude, she's Generation Alpha now. Oh, is that what, the, what we're calling it, man? Yeah, Gen Bro, Alpha. I swear to God, this is like a, a movie, man. That sounds like the last generation, dude. <laughs> exactly, dude. Like, well, like sociologists and all these people I read and respect, they uh, they they argue the whole fourth turning theory where there's like four phases of civilization and they each last around two two decades so like 20 years so a whole cycle is like around 80 years and why is it 80 years because by the time one generation is born they forget the lessons of that last fourth generation you know so there's a cutoff there sure. and so you repeat a lot of the mistakes because people don't know their history 
And that also ties into the strong men, weak times, like that stuff. You've heard that? Definitely, of course. So it's the so the, all that stacks up, all that to say that Generation Alpha seems to be the generation of the strong men that's going to fix shit. So, oh, fuck yeah, dude. All right. Yeah. So she's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she's cool. Oh, yeah. She's going to be a queen, man. That's right, man. That's great, dude. Yeah, I think that's a human error that we have, right? It's like we can hear about these things, but we don't know until we experience it. Like kind of same thing. Same thing in business mentorship is like, oh, like failure is the best way forward. It's like, nah, like I don't have, you know, like maybe, probably not. And then you start failing and you realize, oh yeah, like this is literally the best lesson I could possibly have. 100% man. And with that date with destiny um, event, yeah, there was a lot of lessons and stuff he was talking about where I was just nodding my head. And like, I really did absorb and like understand what he was saying, but it wasn't until I went through this breakup that when I opened the journal again and looked at it, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's right there between the lines. I could have done that. I could have done this. This is what he was referring to. Like all this stuff just like came up at me. And like you said, a lot of lessons for some reason, it might be biologically like good for us that it happens this way. I don't know. <laughs> but it, a lot Maybe. of lessons don't hit us until it hits us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, it says a lot about you, bro, that you like there was no con there's been no contact in a year. Yeah. Like that's that's powerful as fuck. Cause it's it's hard to do, but it's it's important to do to cut to cut the cord and move on because any half-assed stuff like I did that in the beginning with my ex, it just it destroys a man in particular. You know, it's like yeah. for, it depresses us. It's like the, the only way is to move forward and leave space open to growth in business and growth in a new relationship. Exactly, man. And um we actually grew up in the same hometown here and everything. So like, it's actually pretty bad. Like when I drive, take certain roads and stuff, but like now it's all good. But, um, you ever see yeah. her? Huh? You ever see her like just around? I don't know where she is. I actually blocked her on all social media and stuff. Cause she's huge on social media. So I would get like, even when we were together, I would get her, her ads and stuff. So like, I don't want to see mm -hmm. any of that stuff, Block that shit. but I don't think she's here. Okay. Pretty sure she's not here, but, um, yeah, man, the no reaching out thing, I think it's just, uh, especially for a relationship that is emotionally charged as a, as a what do you call it? A, a romantic relationship? Romantic. Yeah. Uh, kissy, kissy, kissy relationship. That's right. These are technical yes. terms now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think Jordan Peterson said that, dude. Yeah. So when, when, when it comes to something like that, I know no matter how well-intentioned my message is, I'm going to completely just like, not shatter, but it's going to disturb her peace or whatever she's done to get to a good place. And I know that she knows she's very emotionally intelligent. She knows that would do the same thing to me. So like, we don't need to interrupt our healing process. Um, I read somewhere with uh, Est Esther Patel. Uh, you know who she is? She's this sounds like, a little bit familiar. She's who like, she? this, um, she's amazing. Like, I think she's a psychologist or something. Psych she's, she helps people in therapy. I don't know what that's called, but she's sounds very familiar. smart. She's been yeah. on a lot of podcasts. Uh, she says girls heal a lot faster than guys do. And like, that's a hundred percent true. Um, and probably evolutionarily. Right. Cause like when your guy dies in battle, you need to be able to like <laughs> move the fuck on. <laughs> so, uh, Definitely but, did. but yeah, like she's, she's probably in a fantastic place emotionally. So I don't want to get involved with that. I I'm doing really good too. Um, but I yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to just get in there again, you know? 
because I wanted everything with her, dude. Like it's, uh, and she knows that. And like we both like still love each other, like always. Like if her family's still like here in this area, if her if they need something, like next question, I'll go there help out. And I know like she knows that has this, she has the same situation here. Like if she if my folks need something and I'm like something for some reason I can't do anything, like she would be able to help. Like I know that's the relationship we have, so there's no need to like muddy that, you know. Beautiful, so. bro. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's it's uh it shows character, it shows maturity, it's a, a modern man type of way of going about it. Um yeah. and you said it beautifully, man, because it does disturb the peace. It does disturb the peace. And um jo I mean Jocko, you know Jocko Wilmick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about something about the breakups. He's like, because the men and women dynamic is interesting with this too. And I heard that story, like the evolutionary stuff, which makes perfect sense. Like you're, you're the man dies in battle. Like obviously, like you have to fall in love with the conqueror or something like that, which makes sense. Yeah. And men never, never forget, or it's hard for us to forget, yeah. um, which makes sense evolutionary too. But Jocko Wilnick said something. He's like, uh, if it's if it's meant to be, like she'll reach out. Yeah, which yeah. I personally agree with because it's like women are so much better in relationships than than men, you know. But they're so intuitive, dude. Dude, I at first I was like when I was like a kid, and like one of my friends got went to like a little like middle school breakup. He was like, yeah. "Why cool. can't why can't the world just be like guys and just like be straightforward and like do all that stuff?" I'm like. Bro, are you gay? No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I was about to say that. Dude. No, but, Is he but gay now? Uh, no, no, no. He's straight as an arrow. But but what happened? He says that. Okay. <laughs> but but what I realized that I realized though now is like a a world of just men, where like we could reproduce amongst ourselves, whatever. But we we're still emotionally charged up as men are. We would be missing out on so much of the world. A, a woman's emotional quality, emotional input, intellectual input, physical input, like they are what makes the world like warm. They bring color to life. And I, I just love everything about them. So I think it actually, because we think differently of the same stuff, that is what makes life interesting. Like, I think that's part of the, the pursuit of understanding each other within within a relationship is one of the most beautiful things because once you figure out certain things other things arise and you work on those things and it's it's beautiful definitely bro definitely mm -hmm. well said man i agree i totally agree it's uh it's a, it's a totally different dynamic like men and women are totally different in a lot of different ways and uh a woman's perspective on things is 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 you know always enlightening it's like like I, I think we should have like women presidents or women leaders. Mm. Like I think that'd be great. Because it's like women are good at relationships when we're good diplomatically. It's it's the balance that needs to be taken place that I think is, is super important. And the acceptance of who we are in society. And I know like there's there's transgender people out there, but mm. besides that, you know, men wanting to be women and women wanting to be men, we see that. It just it creates this weird dynamic and it's like no a woman like in her feminine and really embracing who she is and being being warm and being intuitive is like such a fucking beautiful fucking thing makes everything so colorful like you said 
And a, a man in his masculine is a beautiful thing as well. Like a man in protective mode, a man, a high value man. Like when we see somebody like that, it's like, you know, we're in awe. Like somebody who is strong, who's capable, who has resources. It's like, like it's like that Giga Chad meme. Like we look up to this, <laughs> to the Giga Chad, dude. It's because we know that there's a Giga Chad within all of us, man. That's right, dude. Put that in stone. <laughs> <laughs> Put on the gravestone, dude. There's a Giga Chad. Realize <laughs> a Giga Chad. Chin first. <laughs> Chin first, bro. Amazing. Amazing, dude. Yeah, dude. I uh, I was consuming a lot about uh, Esther Patel. She she's really smart. She was on a podcast, um, uh, the School of Greatness. Sounds yeah. Really familiar. yeah. She's 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 really good. She says that um, a lot of people like to complain about the double standard about like how girls want spontaneity, but they also want like security and all this stuff. Like. <laughs> And it seems ironic and it is paradoxical, but um, I think that's precisely what makes life interesting is life is full of paradoxes and yeah, it's actually a good thing. My, uh, I'm, I'm not going to call him out, but I have a friend, I have a family member who always brings up like, life's not, he always goes, life's not fair for guys. Life's not fair for guys. We always get like, there's uh there's this double standard double standard and I and I told him I was like hey didn't can you not consider that the double standard is good for both parties like if we were to go easy on guys like you're asking for the quality the, the bar is already on the ground in modern speak and modern world speak like the bar is on the ground for guys right but I'm just saying like emotionally and like morality wise it still hasn't dropped there's still like moral codes out there that are pretty high if we want those to drop then the women are going to suffer everywhere and then guys are going to suffer too because a life that meaningless that that hedonistic that easy is not a meaningful life so rather than like bitch about these double standards own up to your double standard realize their double standard and take it as a sign of like respect They're like oh i have to operate by different rules that's cool i need to work this hard i need to do this stuff my money needs to be here my body needs to be like this because guess what her double standards might seem easy to you but they're different there she needs to do this this she needs to do that Facts, bro. Facts. And it's it's a double standard for a reason and i don't think it's it's i think it's a cop out to bitch about it totally man you're 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 good uh I know you don't want to mention the name, but you're a good whatever cousin or whatever family tie the person is to you, because that's exactly right. I totally agree. It's uh, it's almost like there's like uh, I always say. Well, Danny Morrell says this. <laughs> I'm about to like take all his shit here. I was about to say I always say this. That's probably not true. Danny Morrell says this, dude. Where it's like you flip the tortilla, right? You flip the tortilla and you look at the other side of it. So anything, and we. Did this in Arlen's program, like the um, the uh, what's it called? Like when you when you uh, you have your negative experiences and then you kind of neutralize it. Fear neutralization. So there's always the other side to things. So when he's complaining about this thing, it's like, dude, it can actually be an incredible thing, like you said. Yeah. That's exciting, dude. You can you can grow your value as a man by you know increasing your body, increasing your wealth. It's like game time baby let's fucking go 
Yeah. And, and, and that, I think that's what it's about. And I think that's what raising like a strong son is about. It's like, Hey, listen, we have to go and, and, and gather resources to become the best man that we can be not, not just for yourself. And that's, I think that's a really important thing there. It's like, no, I actually do. I'm doing this for my future family, for my wife, and then for society. And that is a beautiful, beautiful thing because in a world where we're all taking selfies, it's all about ourselves, you know, and at the fitness industry is tough to get away from that sometimes. But Mm -hmm. if we combine the fitness industry and just the self-development industry and stuff like that to society as a whole, I think we can all benefit in a lot of ways. That's really well said. And um, maybe we can dive back into religion on that point, because a lot of religions have a period of self-denial like ramadan or like lent and Mm. precisely to practice that like my life is not mine it's in the creation of helping others like i am going to be a family man i need to provide for others i'm going to be a solid community member i need to provide for others um Mm. and maybe there's a fitness practice that's kind of similar maybe i know in crossfit there's like the murph Mm. right the murph where like I forget what was his name, but his last name was Murphy. Yeah, for the the army guy. It was like in solidarity with him, right? Yeah, in solidarity with him who passed away and like everyone does it. Like and it just sucks, but you're doing it in memory of something and in, in, in service of something or someone. Maybe there could be a giant push for Murph everywhere in every gym or like some kind of culture like that. That'd be pretty cool. I agree, man. I agree. Yeah. I th- I think it's it's an interesting because I think fitness needs to be a part of that, dude, especially in America where it's like there's so many, it's an epidemic of the hedonistic lifestyle, the overweight people, the the heart disease and all this stuff. It's like, and we just saw with COVID, the the terrible, I don't know if I could say COVID on here, dude. It might get, <laughs> uh, you know, we see we see with that, the, the, the terrible consequences of that. And particularly like, yeah, we can take pills, we can take these other things that are addressing the symptoms of the problem or address the core issues of the problem, which are being healthy individuals. Mm -hmm. Like we're our society. If we all went to war, we'd be fucked, dude. Yeah. And we happen. And and speaking of that, like the army doesn't accept a lot of people because of that. Like it's it's become an epidemic. But I think the deeper thing is, is the religion and spirituality um, where these things are symptoms of a deeper spiritual disconnection that we have with ourselves and our community. Yeah. Have you listened to any of Arlen's podcasts? A couple. Yeah. Like the opening is like, well, we don't have no great depression. We have no great. Right. War. What we have is a spiritual war. That's right. That's right, yeah. baby. Fight club. Let's go. Yeah. It's true. Oh, what is that? I've never heard of that. What, what could that be? I don't know. I think it cut out there. I didn't. I didn't really hear. Right. It. Yeah. I know. Uh, I, I said. I said. Hug, hug. Yeah. But dude, yeah, it's spiritual war, man. Um, and that's within the home, and that's within the society. There's there's forces at play. So you want to be on the right side. Totally, bro. Yeah. So what is? Tell me about your story and how you got to the man that you are today in terms of your trials and tribulation, because. What I see before me is a man who is articulate, who is competent. You have this amazing business. Um, you have great values and stuff like that. So I'm not 
you know, no homo, but tell me, <laughs> tell me, tell me about your story, bro. Cause you obviously, were you always like this or like what kind of things led to no. yeah, your viewpoint now? Thanks G that, that actually means a lot. Um, well, I was born at a very young age. Let's start with that. <laughs> nice, dude. My yeah. brain was like, bro. <laughs> There's no way. Um, like, dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Word up. So I was born uh, in Bolivia, which is where my parents were born. Yeah. And in South America, I spent the first two years there. My first language is Spanish. Um, I actually think in Spanish. Not many people know that. No way, dude. So like if you're doing a workout, you say uno, dos, tres. Yeah. Counting, counting for sure. Counting for sure. And like my dreams, like when I'm talking to people, it's in Spanish. Um, That's fascinating. Huh? Which is like another, like, actually, no, I'm not going to get into that. But uh, it, it's good. It's great. And then my dad got a job offer in Singapore. And so I learned English in Singapore. We lived there for four years. My little brother was born there. And then when I was six, um, my family moved to where we are at now in Virginia, in Northern Virginia, like DC. And I was in kindergarten and it was a September day and we were not allowed to leave the school and we we're like, what's going on? And it was nine 11. Oh fuck. Yeah. And we were just there for like two months or something deep into school or whatever it was. Like that was like my first like three months in the country and my, my, classmates parents some of them were in the pentagon when it got hit oh fuck being freaked out my ex's dad was actually in the pentagon when he got hit that's crazy crazy and so with that like uh i love the states i i wanted to actually work for the the cia and like to be, be in dc so i went to virginia tech for school and all that so basically i had a very like funneled like career path life path and when i met this girl she was on the same like funnel too because the the stream between like in our life in northern virginia like everyone goes to the same three or four schools like these are virginia or dc schools and then everyone goes back to work for dc in a consulting capacity or some other like similar capacity like we all live the exact same life and there's nothing wrong with that it's just like it's hyper competitive and everyone gets the same kind of jobs and we're all like looking at each other and comparing ourselves right so in this in this regard um i tip my hat off to my ex because she unplugged herself from the matrix before everyone was talking about it she was like hey because she has a really interesting life too she's like persian american so she speaks farsi she like had traveled a lot she's she saw outside of what that life was so mm. she came to me and she was like, hey, I uh, I want to unplug for the Matrix. And I was still programmed, dude. She said that? Wait, did she say that exactly? Or No, no, she didn't. She didn't say it like that exactly. But <laughs> she, was like, I, I, she was like, I can do a lot more than this. And I was like, that's awesome. That's but I was, still, I was still plugged in. So I was like, okay, just don't quit your job. It's a really good job you got. Like, you worked your ass off to get here. Like, just like, don't do anything rash. And she was like, okay. She eventually, like created this brand like this massive travel brand like got really good got deals with united airlines and all this stuff really good stuff and so eventually she broke free and then i saw and like i was also helping a little bit with that but like she really was the one who helped like shatter like the the a lot of limiting beliefs that i had so with that i like created my own brand well after we broke up 
instead of going back into that funnel, back into that um, life, I decided to leverage all the influencer like relationships I had. And like, I think I told you I, I worked at Chet Hanks. Yeah, I remember that. That's crazy. Guys, yeah. And like, I, I was like, you know what? I, I, there's so much money out there. Internet money is insane. Like, yeah. let me learn some skills, invest in myself. I'm not going to go back into corporate so fast. And yeah, that's where I'm at now, I guess. Oh yeah, bro. Yeah. That's beautiful. So where do you see, where do you see this business going in five years? So I don't really talk about my business that much, but uh, dude, I'm excited. Dude, no one's asked me about this. This is great. Uh, oh, yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's important, uh, so, dude. Yeah, man. I so I started Veloxus. Uh, Velox is Latin for like fast, like mm. velocity, and oh, sys and sys is for systems. So what I do is I help business owners like set up smarter systems. And so whether that's like really cleaning up their existing CRM or like replacing it with like a better one, I love close IO. Um, I active campaigns really good for like building campaigns and like you have really good CRMs there. Well, basically I learned all these tools and integrations. That's the main thing with Zapier and those stuff. I love connecting all these tools to each other. Yeah. Um, cool. And so I do that for business owners that's through Veloxus. But this, um, plus Ultra, um, I just really love reading and I love people. I'm an extrovert. If I go a full week without talking to people, I feel drained. Like I feel right. so like right. I need to talk to people. And right. so when we were having these calls with the tribe guys, I was like, you guys are all fucking killers. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys yeah. are high energy. Like, let me re revive this podcast i had like dying in the background collecting dust and let me talk to you guys maybe you guys can plug your businesses or your services but first i want i want to believe in what you offer so i like kind of vet these guys and like look into their businesses i'm like oh these guys are legit and then i have them plug their stuff but it's a win-win i'm talking they're talking we're both connecting and then everyone else is like benefiting from that conversation so that's what plus ultra is here um but oh, yeah wow. dude I, and as a kid, dude, I've been a talker and a reader. So yeah, I guess. Great, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So you had this before. So like you had, when, when did you start the podcast? It was collecting dust. Uh, yeah. Like 2020, like I actually started it the day Joe Biden got elected. Like if you go and scroll, if you scroll all the way through the dates, you can see the exact day. It was actually like November or some shit. Or January. It was like January 19th or 20th. I don't know. It was like right before. <laughs> <got sworn> in. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it's either like Trump's last day or Biden's first day. In either That's case, great. I was like, the world is ending. I need, I need, <laughs> <laughs> I need, I need some fun. <laughs> yeah. That's great, dude. Yeah. Well, dude, it's great that you're you're in these situations, like you're passionate about the, the CRM stuff. Because that's how you really give value to people in society is being passionate about what you do. And yeah. also capitalizing on your strengths, like always being an extrovert, always being a talker. Like obviously podcasting is, is fucking perfect for that. So thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. And and it's, what's really cool is that like I always looked at this podcast as like an, like an extra, like a thing that was mostly bonus. for yeah, like a bonus. And I like genuinely love it. Um, awesome, but that's bro. not that's not where I make my money. That's what's that's what's ironic. Right. Most people like only hear me talk about this because I don't want to sell to my IG audience. You guys are awesome. Like you guys. <laughs> But, but what's really cool, though, about uh, what I'm learning with like the sales and marketing skills I've picked up is that I can help 
anyone in any industry, which is really cool because I've met a lot of business owners. My mom's an artist. Yeah, I'm gonna show you. Oh, that's sick, dude. Is she a painter? Oh, that's sick, bro. Holy shit. Is that paint? So she paints, she painted all those? Yeah, she paints like massive, massive like canvases and stuff. Like she she's a huge artist. And with that, like I'm realizing I can't I can help online business owners, but I can also help like brick and mortar people too, like my mom. And um, I think that that's probably I unintentionally stumbled upon my calling because like I helped set up mm. campaigns for my ex, and when she was selling digital assets, like I helped her like create that stuff. So like learning what a funnel is, marketing, all that stuff. I learned that and now I know like a hundred times more of that right. stuff. So I think that like my calling may have like stumbled into it, uh, no matter how painful it was. Like I now have this like skill set that I can help other people with. And I didn't even know I knew these many business owners, even like pre tribe, like all the tribe guys are awesome. And I'm talking to some of them to like build some stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. But pre-tribe connections there's a lot of guys who have businesses that are really cool and like i'm trying to help them out in that regard and family members too so i think uh, i think it's a good thing fucking great man that's fucking awesome you're 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 helping people with the thing like literally businesses are people's children in a way yeah you're helping them with their passion and their growth which is a beautiful thing and i know like we joked about in the beginning but dude like i might i might have to hire you dude like i need yeah, I need an email campaign, dude. So maybe you know I can offer you training somehow, and then you can help me with the marketing. <laughs> dude, happy, happy to help. You know, I'll give you some free tips right now. Um, Mailchimp is really good. Mailchimp, okay. awesome. The guys who own Mailchimp is, are into it. The guys who own uh, TurboTax. So uh, that's a really good free like starter tool. Mailchimp, it's free too. Mm. Um. Yeah, you I'm know, wearing the banana shirt too, dude. It's perfect. Exactly. There might be a sign. Actually, get, <laughs> get started on Mailchimp because the other tools right. I have they, they cost a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great one for anyone listening. If you, I think email campaigns are one of the best things you can do. A uh, very quick snapshot on what uh, one could do with a business yeah. is you create what's known as a lead magnet, which is a free thing you give to people in exchange for the emails, and so. Free downloads are really easy, free PDFs, free whatever, but like right. make it enticing and make it free. And so mm -hmm. they'll give their email, you'll, you're gonna collect an email list of people and roughly you'll make $1 per name on your list per month. So if you really? have an, exact, yeah. I know if that. you have an email list of a thousand people, you tend to make about a thousand uh, a month off them. If you like ah. sell stuff, like you obviously just giving them free stuff, it's really cool, but you're not gonna make money. So like when you warm them up and nurture them, and you like sell your stuff on average, you can make like one dollar per per lead per name. So which which can add up pretty pretty quickly, <laughs> man. Especially yeah. if you focus on the beginning, man. And I heard a lot of amazing things about emails because I know that uh, you know when, when platforms shut down, you have your email list. Exactly. Like let's say Instagram shuts down for whatever reason, you're still gonna have your email list that you have, right? Exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. That's the whole reason why Facebook bought Instagram. It wasn't really for like the service. Like they could do the same thing. It's because of those users, those usernames, those emails, right. that's what they have. So, ah, uh, that's true, bro. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. And, uh, dude, I'll be, I'll be happy to help. I, um, I'm running crazy with click funnels right now. Click funnels is a beautiful tool. Um, 
but yeah, man, I'll be happy to help. So we'll, we'll talk offline. We're going to have to bro. Click funnels is an interesting one that I, I is I was doing, um, who's like the main guy, click funnels, Russell Brunson. Yeah. Russell Brunson. So I read his book, dude. And it seems like oh, that's no, a game changer. Yeah. Which one did you read? Dot com secrets? The first one, dude. I think it was like, yeah. Yeah. Dot com secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I just read traffic secrets. Um, that, that is really good. He, I respect, I respect him a lot, but I give him extra respect because he's like one of the few like multi-million dollar CEOs with cauliflower ear. <laughs> oh, really? So he's a, he's a fighter. Hell yeah. He's a badass dude. He's a badass that's wrestler. Sick. Yeah. Mm. And bro, he looks so young. He looks like he's, I think he's in his forties. He looks like he's like early thirties or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really cool. He also uh, went to school in Idaho and like set up ClickFunnels HQ in Idaho and everything, which is such a boss move, like forcing people to come to you. <laughs> yeah. Come try potatoes, bro. Exactly. <laughs> stay for the potatoes. Come for ClickFunnels, stay for the potatoes. <laughs> That's great. But dude, he, awesome, uh, he cracked the code because Idaho, low tax rate, and it's also aesthetic as hell. So beautiful. And is it so, really? It's gorgeous, man. Sun Valley, like everything, just gorgeous. Mm. Um, it's the thing about America, bro. We don't realize it until like, like there's so many places here that are are, are absolutely beautiful, bro. Yeah, Montana. man. Yeah, I, I already told you my my aspiration to move to Spain, but if yeah. I had to live somewhere in the states, uh, Miami, number one. Uh, I, I'm an animal. <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> I need food and i'm not i'm not like some like hedonistic animal like in that regard i mean like i i need people right and right. that's just like non-stop and so and the second though would be the total opposite like i'd probably go to jackson hole wyoming or <laughs> or i don't right. know. <laughs> yeah the total opposite so i guess that would depend on like your phase of life like where you're at right yeah um i did live in denver for a while during pandemic low key. So, yeah. um if you were happened to be a poor soul who i came across during that time i would talk your ear off dude <laughs> <laughs> like, you go to the, the denver people high as fuck like dude, I... <laughs> dude. yeah no but I, i'll make do with whoever's there but um yeah that's great man <laughs> so yeah man what what about you what uh where are you trying to take freed freedom and fitness like what's the projection dude it's a great question man i uh i want to take it i want to be a uh a, a industry disruptor in the mm -hmm. fitness space in the aspect of you know kind of what we're talking about today there's such a vacuum in the industry where no one's talking about the spiritual component of fitness mm. no one's talking about the emotional things with fitness no one's talking about identity shifting which i think is a huge part of any area of change in our life and mm. especially fitness we all know what to do so there's you know i can motivate people to do that but with my story i feel like the best service i can provide people is use the secret that I use to transform everything in my life with, and especially fitness. And that secret is, you know, what was in the course as well, using that dark nature, like the transmutation of energy is super important. 
you know, I went from like an alcoholic, struggling alcoholic to really just transforming everything in my life because I just used that energy from alcohol to fitness. So where I see this business, bro, is helping a million men become their strongest selves, helping society um, and changing the fitness industry forever. Where it's like fitness is so much more than just like the six pack and TikTok and, you know, all that shit. hundred <laughs> percent, dude. That's a noble, that's a noble cause in all Thank God wants to see is effort and then he'll help you out, open a ton of doors. So you just got to put in the effort and life's easy. It's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. And I, I see it. I see it, bro. I, uh, you know, where I was at three years ago was totally different from where I'm at now. And I believe in, I believe in God, dude. I believe God is real in whatever form that, that he decides to take. Yeah. That's really nice, man. Um, I'm going to send you and remind me to, uh, send you these like free downloads and PDFs and like a free, uh, Hormozy course, uh, oh, on, dude, that'd be sick. on offer creation. Um, one of the key takeaways though, and stuff I read is, uh, people don't buy products and services. They buy emotions and identities, like feelings and identities. For sure. So, like one of the things you just said is like, you have a very like powerful, like, uh, overcoming story. Um, there's a lot of guys who could relate to the alcohol recovery story. Maybe you can program a fitness thing that help program that around that, that what pulled you out of that hole. And then there's a lot and definitely a lot more guys coming out of a breakup. So if you can have like a breakup, mm. offer, you're going to have like an alcohol recovery offer and like a, mm. what's called breakup offer. And like people will just feel that and be like, holy shit, that he's speaking to me right now. So it's huge. Yeah. It's really, really good advice, bro. Really good yeah. advice. Cause when you're in those aspects, bro, like when you're in the alcoholism, you're looking for something right. when you're in the, the breakup, you're looking for something. So yeah, I think that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, bro. We'll, we'll definitely have to have to connect after to, to get that going. Dude. dude. Yeah, dude. You didn't remind me of something. I was, when I was in the shit, dude. Yeah. I was looking up um, like how to apologize on YouTube. Dude, when you're desperate, you're desperate, man. So, so in the, when you when you say in the shit, you what do you mean, like in in the relationship or just in, like in uh general? in general? Let's say, yeah. How do I apologize? Yeah, because uh, like that's <laughs> part of our growing up is like uh, I can be really nice, and I also like I'm I've, I'm not been this person a really 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 long time but like i also like hurt a lot of people so like just understanding like how to communicate with someone was like i i needed to know that my words were actually doing something so like i looked up how to apologize i thought it wasn't like, using <laughs> it's so funny man i i i relate to it man and i appreciate you being vulnerable about that because i think we've all we've all hurt people yeah yeah We've all heard people on our journeys of becoming better men, you know, whether it's middle school, high school, early adulthood, and just throughout our lives, we might accidentally hurt people, even though we're good people. Yeah. So I think that's really powerful. It reminds me, I mean, I, I Googled like how to make out in high school. Tremendous. <laughs> yeah. How to hook up. Dude, amazing. <laughs> just, just to be sure. Just to be sure. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Hell yeah. Man. But dude, I had a blast talking with you, man. You're you're awesome. You're really good. Likewise, at bro. 
really good energy. I know you're going to make the world a better place with your with yourself, like in, in the coming into contact with you in person and also digitally. You're going to create some really cool programs. I know it. Thank you, brother. And dude, likewise, I'm, I'm excited to see your podcast grow and your business grow and you grow as a person. And uh, I'm looking forward to, to being back on when you're, you know, your top three in the podcast industry, bro. Thanks, G. I'll have you back on and we can both talk about the success stories. Of the- Let's fucking do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do it. I'll wear the banana shirt. Let's do it, man. How can people get a hold of you if they want uh, to get maybe into your program or something? So what you can do now is you can email me at freedomfitness.com. I'm sorry, freedomfitness at gmail.com. And that's spelled F-R-I-E-D-O-M, fitness at gmail. My Instagram is my first name, Spencer, S-P-E-N-C-E-R, Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N. Um, and yeah, like it, like if any of this resonated with you, obviously reach out. We can figure out a program for you and change your life, uh, whether it's alcohol, breakup, or you're just frustrated with their lack of results in the gym. I got you. Awesome, Spence. This has been absolutely great. Appreciate your time again. Appreciate you having me, brother. All right, man. Take it easy. Cool. You too. Peace.